0: Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that, appreciate that, my virtuous, cheering crowd. Hey, hello everybody, this is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. I have a quick topic I want to talk about. Hello to everybody, welcome to the show. I want to recommend two important segments, and I don't do this a whole lot, but when I think it's of some importance, and some significance that I help. You understand uh, a certain topic or a subject when it comes to the Word of God I would try to get it out there and try to recommend certain topics or certain programs that I have done I have just finished two programs about uh, forgiveness they have two different titles it's just not part one or part two nothing like that but they all uh, is in the same realm so it's like two two uh, segments we're not without going through the phase of part one or part two. They got two different names. But it's dealing with understanding God's grace. And what comes under the grace of God is his forgiveness for the world. His forgiveness of the world. First of all. <coughs> When you sing songs like Amazing Grace and, you know, at the cross and stuff like that, familiar hymns that a lot of us have sang or a lot of churches have sung in the congregations or in their church buildings, you have to say to yourself, or I say to myself, even when I was singing it, do I really understand the true grace of God? What really happened on that cross? and i have to say to myself i really just understood it and i'm sure others had as well but i'm going to speak for myself like i like to do i only understood it partially or as paul says in the corinthians in part of what really happened on the cross the gruesome graphic scene when jesus got beat and crucified and humiliated on the cross to the point he just cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And many believe, and I believe, because God cannot just look at sin. Now the Bible does not say that's the reason it got dark, but meant that's a lot of speculation, so I don't want to speculate too much, but I can relate to that teaching, you know, so I don't want to add nothing, read nothing in too. But many believers believe that that could be true, but I don't know. But I know God does not deal, and don't like look at sin, so I believe Jesus felt alone. No doubt about that. It was proven by him crying out that way. And also when he said. Lord I commence my spirit. I give up my spirit. But the part when he said it is finished. <clears throat> Back then I didn't understand that then. You know when I was brought up in the, the Pentecostal churches. And the charismatic churches. till later on down the line. That finished work. On the cross. The finished work cross work, like some others will call it, is that Jesus died for everyone's sin was put on him and the world. Everyone's sin was put on him <clears throat> and the world when he died on the cross. Now you say, but what about the ones before he died on the cross? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just ate some fish See, like it's caught in my throat. Before the cross, a lot of emphasis was put on good and evil and sin. Back in the days when Adam and Eve sinned and whatever, they brought sin into the world, sin brought death and etc. God was judging people because of their wickedness, because of that evil. Not so much the sin use that they was doing because sin used as an uh, EWS, because there was no law to judge him by, according to Romans 5 and 13. He wasn't judging them because of they, a certain sin act, but because of that evil they was doing, the wickedness they was doing. He was judging them with sin, and yes, he was, but it was he was putting a sin penalty on him that he knew why they was doing that sin. He knew the name of it, and he knew what it was. It was a trespassing. Anything that trespasses the ways and the laws of God, even if the laws wasn't put out there on paper, God already had it. He already had a judgment for his laws, (coughs) his ways, the way he run things, the way he do things. Now, when it became on tablet and became on paper, as you could say, under Israel, that's when it was exposed and the law showed everyone our sins what sins was and what they was doing now when it comes to the forgiveness parts before that before Jesus died on the cross and he was walking on the earth in Jerusalem it was a requirement. I'm going to put emphasis on the Jews, Israel. It was a requirement. Listen listen carefully. I'm doing a Charles Stanley. Listen, listen, listen carefully. I used to love it because I know he's going to say something good. Remember that Charles Stanley? Listen, listen. Anyway, when Jesus was walking his earthly ministry, <coughs> the requirement first of all that was prophesied from the prophets Isaiah, Ezekiel and a lot of uh, prophets, Daniel and all of them they prophesied the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Jews Savior, to save them from their what? (coughs) Their sins and to save the world from their sins. But when you read John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, this is not a salvation message for today. Okay, but I'm not going to teach on that. That's not a salvation message. Many people think it is, but it's not a salvation message, because if you read above and under it, <coughs> the requirement for salvation was believing who Jesus was. Remember, it says that whosoever believe in him you had to believe the Jews had to believe who Jesus was Let me sit up because I'm getting the hiccups And throat and everything <coughs> They had to believe Who Jesus was So that's not a salvation message Matter of fact when he said Whoever believes in him shall not perish But have everlasting life That's our partial statement That's what's going to happen in the future for the world <coughs> The way I look at it Okay Okay the requirement then, you have parts. Now, the requirement for Israel then, they had to believe who Jesus was. They had to believe that he was their Messiah, that he was their king, their promised Messiah that was prophesied or foretold, for a better uh, way to say it, by the, the past prophets. They had to believe that he was their Messiah, that he was king. One of the signs that was proven, not one of the signs that was proved, that Jesus was their King, that Messiah was his signs and wonders and miracles and raising the dead and stuff like that. That was a sign that was going to prove to Israel that Jesus was their Messiah, was their King, was the signs and the wonders and the miracles is done, as well as the teaching, but it was basically on the signs and wonders. That's why when John asked, was he the one? <clears throat> was Jesus the one? He sent it. John sent his one of his disciples over there. And Jesus said, tell John, the, raised, the the dead I'd raise, the blind shall see, the lame is walking. It's something like that. He was just letting John know what was prophesied in the book of Isaiah and stuff like that. That's proof that I'm the Messiah. So John, evidently John wouldn't knew what Jesus was talking about. Oh, yeah, he was the one who was prophesied because Jesus was doing those things or is doing those things that they said he would do to prove that he was the Messiah because nobody else can do it. Nicodemus made that statement, too. If you were the man of God, you wouldn't be able to do the things that you was doing. So they had some kind of taste Of who the Messiah was. So. What I'm trying to say is. Then. For them to be forgiven. Of their sins. Back then. They had to believe who Jesus was. First. They had to repent. For the remission of their sins. Now what does remission. Remission mean. They will be. their past sins. The sins they uh, committed in the past would be wiped away. Not the future ones because they had the sacrifices. They had the sacrifices coming that take care of the future sins under the kingdom program. So the remission of their sins as a nation was the past sins they committed. They would be for the remission of the sins and then they would be filled with the Holy Spirit the day of Pentecost when Jesus is crucified. After the crucifixion, they would meet up in the upper room and which the 120 met up including Mary and they would be and dwelt with the comforter. King James says comforter. I think in the book of John, they would be filled with the Holy Spirit of promise that was also promised to them. All this was prophesied in time past. But my point is, then, when it came to forgiveness, they always had to believe. Everything always been by faith and even by the grace of God, but God's grace moved in different cycles at different ways in the Bible. That's why I say all the self. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org Nation was not always the same in the Bible. You go into the times of Moses; they always had to. They uh, even before that, they had to believe God by faith. They had to do certain things. They always had sacrifices before the law. You know, Cain and Abel. See, they always knew that they knew right from wrong after the sin, because of what the, the proof that they knew right from wrong. And it was still sin, but it wasn't named out. They knew right for wrong. uh, What was the purpose of Adam and Eve hiding when they heard God walking? They knew they'd done something wrong. Everything started changing. What about Cain and Abel? When Cain killed Abel and God asked him what happened because his blood was crying out to him, Cain lied. So can't start lying. So he was he was in a defensive mechanism. He rebelled. So they knew good from evil, even though the written law wasn't written. But I'm, let me digress back to what I was saying. In part. In part. <clears throat> when it came to forgiveness, forgiveness always came with a sacrifice, then. I always came with a sacrifice. Abraham had the sacrifice. You know, Cain and Abel, even back then, after Adam, they had to sacrifice the days. of It was also some type of sacrifice they had to do besides just being faith. It was always by works back then. The days of Noah all the way through was always by works. Now, we can get to Abraham. The Bible said uh, God uh, considered Abraham righteousness because of his faith. He believed God. Abraham believed God in both of the programs. He he sacrificed by faith and he also believed by faith without doing anything. See, that's the what we follow right there. See, he he worked both ways. So he 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 utilized both of the ways God was using faith then by sacrificing uh his son uh Isaac you know, or started to sacrifice his son Isaac and God got him out of that because of his faith and he also believed God also. So there was a faith without him doing us because of his belief for God, just his straight out belief. When he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, he just believed God. He might have doubted a little bit, but he believed God. But my point is, it was always some type of sacrifice the majority of the time when it came to forgiveness. Emphasis is on forgiveness. When it came to forgiveness. So, when Jesus came on the scene, the king was there. The law was still there. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is a continuation of the law. The law was still in place. The old law, the old covenant was still in place. The new covenant did come into fruition after the death of the testator, which is Jesus, according to the book of Hebrews. So the old law was still in place. They were still sacrifices and doing all those stuff. So forgiveness always came with a conditional or of some type of works they had to do especially when it came to salvation cleansing of sins they had to sacrifice they had to sacrifice since Jesus never sinned Jesus never had to sacrifice no animals for himself because he never sinned let me say that again. Jesus never had to sacrifice no animal for himself. He was a sacrifice for the world, but he never had to sacrifice animals or do a lot of the rituals that the disciples and the other Jews had to do because he never sinned. The only reason they had to do it or go to the Levites or whatever like that, it depends on the sin, the sin or whatever or the penalty. You know, they had to sacrifice. So the forgiveness for them, for their sins, they always had to sacrifice. It was by works. They had to do something. See? they had to do something. Okay, you want to know where I'm going with this? Because when a person, when they died then, they died in their sins. Now you had a lot of saints that believed Jesus. When they died, they died in their sins. They would be resurrected in the first resurrection, going back uh, uh, after the tribulation period. You know, the the reign with Jesus in the millennium kingdom. Now, they was in sin. They had to do sacrifices, so they was in sin. Sins was charged against them in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And before that, that's called the dispensation of grace, the kingdom of heaven program, the law program, anything that was under the law there were sins charged against them because they was under the law. Remember? Well there is a book of Rome said that where there is no law, there is no sin. So evidently when there is law, there is a penalty of sin. God is going to charge you. No matter what sin it is, you have to make some type of sacrifice from small to big. Some people got stoned to death in their sins. And you say where they're going? If they stone, if they stoned to death without sacrifices, they're going to hell. There's no hope for them. Why? Because they're in their sins. They definitely because of sin. But you have saints that also die in Christ. It always been in Christ, but the kingdom program, the saints that die in Christ, they will be resurrected in the second coming of Christ and reign with him in the millennium place. OK, that's probably get some of you uh, unsaved and some saved confused. That's the connecting the dots. Teaching it's good stuff. Teaching you Need to understand this. I'm trying to give you a picture of what went on so you won't get confused on what I'm going to say when it came to forgiveness back then in Jesus earthly ministry let me keep it there and early book of Acts they had to do something it was a conditional forgiveness they had to do things to be saved they had to believe who he was they had cycles they had steps they had to repent for the remission of their sins their past sins not their future their past sins you know they had to be baptized in water, and then they'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. That cycle happened right after acts two that order, but before then, they haven't received the infilling of the Holy Spirit yet, but they still had to be uh be baptized in water for remission of their sins. The Holy Spirit came later, which was fulfilled in acts two, so that was their forgiveness they had to believe who he was and go in that order for forgiveness and salvation so the sins was counted against them and people was, everybody back then in time past, sins was counted against them you got that what I'm saying and that dispensation, see it's a dispensation issue, and that dispensation under the kingdom of heaven Jesus earthly ministry program and before that People was charged for sins. You know, unless now that was after Moses, of course. Anything before Moses, they wasn't. They were just charged for wickedness and their evil doing. But after Moses, everybody was charged with sin because the law was out there. They couldn't get away with that. The law, so they was getting charged with sin. See, when Jesus died on the cross. Peter now was in a great area of that because it was hidden in them, according to I think the book of Luke, it was hidden from them. The full picture. It was hidden from them. Okay? So when Jesus died on the cross, most believers today around the world, not only USFA, but around the world, know Jesus died for the world's sins. Many people would tell you that, yeah, he died for everybody's sins, the world's sins. Yeah, he died for the world's sins. Now before that, he wasn't dead yet. So he, he, they, couldn't, they couldn't take the victory for that. Because they were still lost on that. It was on the cross that Jesus took everyone's sins. Not before. You, you understand what I'm saying? Not before. Not when he was alive. It was after his death. When he said, it is finished. He sacrifices. He was a final sacrificial Now, but a lot of them still don't understand the full program. I'm going to get to that who did Okay. Before that, Jesus wasn't forgiving everybody for their sins while he was still alive. So they had to go through the rituals, Israel, anywhere or anyone that followed Israel, which was called a proselyte. You know, they became an uh, Israel family, Gentile became a proselyte, proselyted in. And uh, so before that, he didn't forgive everybody for their sins. Everybody was charged with sins; they was under the law. Jesus was still alive, but after his crucifixion, listen closely. After his crucifixion, and then the other side of the cross, the other side of the cross. When he went to heaven, and he sat with God on the right hand side of God, he gave Israel more of a chance to repent themselves together so they can go out to the world, so they can go out to the world, but they never made it out of Jerusalem. Remember, they supposed to went out, they had the signs and miraculous signs and stuff like that. They supposed to went out, they never made it that far. Matter of fact, they scattered at the Acts 7, the stone in of Stephen. They scattered everywhere, but the only ones that did not scatter was the apostles. The apostles didn't run nowhere because they knew what they had to do. They knew they had to reach the lost. They knew they had, they couldn't just run out. They had a mission to do. They had to do the Great Commission. Israel was the ones that were responsible for the Great Commission. Not the church today. That's another we probably never heard, but it's true. Israel is responsible for the Great Commission, which will be fulfilled in the future with 144,000. Okay? But Israel had a Great Commission to do. Okay? They never made it out of Jerusalem. No purchase necessary For were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details The apostles The rest of the uh, uh, believers Scattered everywhere In different countries and different nations That's why they had to scatter out With different languages And that's said They said to do stuff like that Well anyway the apostles stayed Because they, they knew What they had to do Well anyway From Jesus' earthly ministry When it got postponed It was almost like God had a trump card when it got postponed, when Stephen got stoned, it was just like blasphemy that final strike. That final strike in Act seven. When they stoned Stephen in Act Seven. And Stephen said, before he died, he said, I can see the Son of God or Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Now, what's, more, what's very interesting about that, that's the only time you really hear Jesus standing. The rest of the time, he's sitting on the right hand side of God. Now, the book of Psalms talks about something like that. I forget what it was. Uh, maybe you know yourself. Look that up. The book of Psalms talk about Jesus standing. Anytime Jesus is standing for what they are saying, it means he's going to bring his wrath. You know, so when they seen Jesus standing, this was some believers believe Jesus was standing because if they would have just accepted Jesus, then the Jews, I'm talking about the Jewish leaders, not the little flock, the Jewish leaders would have accepted Jesus as their King and their Messiah, not their Lord and Savior, but as their King and their Messiah, because we gone into the New Testament now. That's what's finna come in place now—the New Testament, the New Covenant. You know, old finna fade away. If they woulda accepted Jesus, then many believed. I don't have concrete proof for this, but many believed Jesus woulda came. You know, the tribulation woulda started. It still would have been a seven-year seven tribulation because that would have been the last chastisement that was Israel got to go through because of their disobedience. They had another, it's called the Daniel 70th week. They had another seven years they had to go through, which is the seven-year tribulation. They believe it would have been fulfilled then. Who would have been the Antichrist? Speculations, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to read into nothing. But Jesus would have came up and came back after the tribulation, the same setup, and set up the kingdom then. But no. That did not happen. What God did, he postponed it. According to Romans 11, he postponed it. And what happened is, Acts 9, when Jesus came from heaven and blinded the Apostle Paul, listen to this closely, that's when the beginning cycle, not fullness because the revelation was given to Paul, laid on down the line over 25 years, but that's when Jesus started explaining what he's finna do now. He's finna postpone the Jewish program, the Kingdom of Heaven program. Postpone it, not take it away like some people believe, like we, we replacement Israel, no we're not. He's just finna postpone it according to uh, Romans 11. He finna postpone it and he finna start going to the Gentiles with a different message, a different gospel than the Kingdom of Heaven gospel. Different means different. I'm trying to make this plain as I can to my listeners. Different means different. So he's going to come to the Gentiles. Gentiles mean all the other nations with another gospel, a different gospel, or the new gospel to the Gentiles. It's not the same Jewish gospel I like to call it. It's a gospel for the Gentiles. Remember, under the old covenant, under the law, under Israel's program, they got... Penalized for their sins. The ones that died, they died with their sins. And their sins will be charged against them. Okay. Everybody died in their sins. You have certain saints that's going to be resurrected with Christ after the tribulation. Okay, I don't want to get too deep and get you too confused. So this new program, listen carefully. Jesus explain to Paul, laying on down the line, slowly but surely, the real, full picture of what happened on the cross that nobody knew nothing about. The Bible called it a mystery. That's why you look at Ephesians and Colossians, it talks about the mystery, which means a secret. It was only revealed to the Apostle Paul. It's about seven or eight different type of mysteries or secrets that was revealed from Jesus from heaven to the Apostle Paul only. He revealed it to everybody else. Not only the Apostles that was with him, but Peter and them as well. Peter and them went another way. They They wrote the book of Peter and James and they said it like that, but I'm going to get out of hand. Get, Get too far ahead of you. So, the gospel that Jesus was revealing to Paul was a different gospel than the kingdom program. The gospel that Jesus was revealing to Paul was God's grace for the world not only the Gentiles but the whole world any Jew too it's not about the nation Israel now it's about an individual salvation now it used to be because of the nation the kingdom of Israel kingdom of heaven now it's an individual salvation they must believe what Jesus did compared to the kingdom program they had Jews have to believe or whoever had to believe who Jesus was do you get that now the gospel that Jesus revealed to Paul after he came down uh, and talked to Paul, he didn't touch ground, you know, like he's going to do the second coming. He was in the air and he blinded Apostle Paul and slowly but surely, about 25 years, he started revealing things to Paul what he's going to do in his teachings to the Gentiles, mainly the Gentiles. Paul went to the Jews first to try to explain to them about who Jesus was. Still, he kept going to the synagogues and the Jews, but the main finally, he about three times, I think, laid on down a book of Acts. Paul finally said, this is my last time. I'm paraphrasing. From now on, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. I think that's the last chapter of Acts. He said, I'm going to the Gentiles. Then he started going and writing his books. He started doing his missions before that, but his Missions was a different gospel. It was called, according to Acts 20 and 24, the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace. That means what comes with the gospel of grace to the Gentiles? Everybody's sins has already been forgiven. That's why Paul said it's a better program than Israel's covenant. I'm paraphrasing now. It's a better salvation. Why is it better? Because, you know, is that the law? There's no more law. God wiped out all the law. God, everything, every sin that anybody done was put on Jesus. It's just been explained. It was just explained to the Apostle Paul. That's why you'll never here Paul's teachings in the four Gospels or any other book in the Bible. Paul's t- teachings are unique and different. Why? Because it's a different gospel. It's a different message than the four gospels. It's a different way to be saved than the back then. It's the way to be saved today. And everybody's sins under Paul's gospel has been forgiven. Not Jesus' earthly ministry, not the apostles' earthly ministry or time past. It's under Paul's ministry that everybody's sins has been forgiven for now on going forward. Everybody else is, before that is still under that program. So they will get judged under their program at the, at the uh, uh, <clears throat> after the tribulation. They will be in a, a Lamb's book of life. The ones that make it to heaven. They will be in a Lamb's book of life. The saints, the past saints that died in their sins, that followed Christ and believed that he was a Messiah and got baptized. Yes, they died in their sins but they, they was forgiven because they, had, they believed who Jesus was. See, they believed who Jesus was. They still was in sin, you know, but they believed who Jesus was. They went to the sacrifices and everything. They believed who Jesus was. So their judgment will be, and that they will be judged, and they will be set in and reign with Jesus in the millennium kingdom when the law comes back, when the law in the hearts, not the tablets, when the New Testament, the new covenant law comes. See, if law will start again, you know, speaking in different languages to start again, because they have to go out to the world again. So all that will start again. That would be back in the kingdom of heaven fulfillment program. But anytime under Paul's program, nobody's judgment, Nobody's sin has been charged against them before. Yes, and in the tribulation period. Yes, sins will be judged against people again. They have to do something to lose. They can see back then in Jesus' earthly ministry, people can lose their salvation. There was no assurance of salvation in the times of Jesus. If you couldn't keep the, the law, you could not there's no assurance of salvation. You had to keep the law. You had to keep the law. You had to keep you had to keep doing the sacrifices. You had to obey those 613 laws, including the moral laws. There was no assurance of salvation. Under Paul's ministry, the gospel of grace which we are under today, there is an assurance of salvation because there's no law to break. Jesus took care. He was the final atonement, 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 the final sacrifice for this period. See, God's grace was used different all through the Bible. We are under the best grace. That means we just have to believe what Jesus done. No sacrifices, no confesses, no water baptism or none of that. We're not under no programs. We're under believing, walk by sight. We walk by faith, I mean, not by sight. Israel has to walk by by sight, signs and wonders. We walk by faith, belief. Our blessings, our future in the heavenly places. Our account is building up spiritually. We're not gonna get that here on earth. We're going to get that in judgment seat of Christ of what we do. We're going to be judged based on what brick, hay, stubble, stuff like that. And by fire, whatever it is, I'm going to get judged on what I've done here on this earth. That's going to be my reward in heaven. And yes, it's OK to look for a reward because the Bible said Paul said that it's OK to look for a reward because it's going to be something we can't comprehend. A like man can comprehend the rewards that's going to be for us some people will have more war, uh, rewards than others but that's okay you want to do the best you can down here you want to go all out for god winning souls preaching sound doctrine which is the teachings of the apostle paul today what jesus wants you to do today not his earthly ministry that's another program the program for today so the forgiveness for all the world it's only under Paul's program. It wasn't all the time. Could I make that plain? It wasn't all the time. It was just under for the last few thousand, thousand years since Jesus showed himself to the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was also the last one to see Jesus. All these other people said they seen Jesus just some illusion and some demonic. It's not Jesus. Okay? So under the grace of God... Under the grace poem, under the gospel of grace, all sins have been forgiven, the saved and the unsaved. All people, but all people don't go to heaven. Because you are forgiven, don't mean you go to heaven. You have to believe what Jesus done. You have to believe what he done for you to be saved, to be justified, to be righteous. You know, Jesus' righteousness, in other words, to be glorified, to be redeemed to go to the heavenly places become sons of God and joint heirs of God you have to believe what he did not who he was I wanted to get that out there because forgiveness changed see what how they got forgiven back then in Jesus earthly ministry it's not the same today it's under a different program do you understand what I'm saying it's under a different program so if you just got saved, your sin is not your issue. Sin is going to always be a problem. God is going to always hate sin. God still cannot stand sin. But it's almost like you none existed because Jesus have all the sins on him. He covered it. See, he covered it. That's why the door could be open for you to be saved. I cannot put enough emphasis on that. That's why I'm doing these little programs. That's why I've done the first two, and I'm trying to follow up so you can get it through your head, so you can get in your heart. Your sins is not stopping you from getting saved. It's your unbelief of what Jesus done according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, for your salvation. Your problem is your unbelief. Your problem is your unbelief, not your sins. We are under the generation, we're under the grace period, not the sin and the law period. We're under the grace period. The God's amazing grace. We've seen that a lot and a lot of people singing it more than others and still don't understand his amazing grace. That's what makes it so amazing because of what we're under now. That's what makes His grace amazing. That all sins have been forgiven. Forgiven does not equal salvation. Forgiven does not equal salvation. Does not mean you are saved. Universal teaching and universal theology tells you that everybody is going to heaven, and I believe they base it off that that God is not charging on one with sin. They because you got. They confuse, and then you got some ministers in church and some grace teachers still stuck on that forgiveness and salvation is the same thing. Forgiveness and justification is the same thing. They don't think righteousness is what they say. Forgiveness and justification is the same thing. No, forgiveness is forgiveness and justification is justification. They're two separate things. You have been forgiven. Of your sins, it's just like when a bank forgives your debt. They even use the term forgiveness. That just mean your debt has been forgiven. That don't mean you finna get a good credit or they finna set you up and stack you up. But just they mean it the been forgiven. They might not even want you at the bank no more, but they have forgiven that debt. When a judge, like I always say, acquits you, don't mean you still ain't a killer, and you might be guilty as I don't know what. Most of the time, you are. They just acquitted you don't mean they're going to open the doors for you and let you continue doing what you're doing okay look at forgiveness in the eyes of God the ultimate forgiveness of forgiveness he forgive you of your sins not because you stopped it it's because his son took care of that And your spirited man is still dead you are still going to hell if you don't be saved But your sins have been forgiven. The sins part of being forgiven had to be wiped out of the way. He had to get rid of that first before he could just boldly say, okay, you just need to believe now to be saved without the law. Because the law was the issue. The law was the issue. If we was under the law today, we would be in bad shape. A lot of us would be wiped. Matter of fact, you will be wiped out now if we was under the law. Thank God we're not. I don't see why people keep trying keep try to bring the law back in people's life. That type of yoke of bondage in people's life. So sin had to be dealt with first in order for God to say, okay, I, I can reconcile myself to you now because there's no sin in the way. Why? Because there's no law. Jesus took care of all sins. The law cannot accuse you of sin because Jesus wiped every sin past present away from you under this dispensation. Not this earthly ministry. His heavenly ministry. Wipe it all away. So God don't see sin on you. That don't mean he don't like what you're doing. He know you commit sin. I'm talking about the penalty of it. See, we don't understand the eyes of God. No, So leave that alone. So the doors are open. You have no excuse not to be saved. It's only going to be your unbelief. Genuine unbelief okay that's the best way I can put it that way I hope you got something out of that this is Joseph Brownlee a body of Christ real talk we're going to get straight out real talk here the best way I can real talk here God the book of Romans said God committed or commended his love toward us while we were listening closely yet sinners Christ died for us not when we got good Not when we were saved. He says while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Okay what did he die for? That sin that you're going to do. While we were yet sinners. These are the teachings of Paul. What is the wages of sin? The wages of sin is death. Right? But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus. See, so sin is always an issue in your life as long as you live in these sinful bodies and have a sin nature. Okay. But you have you have a chance for your sin nature to be delivered and you will get new bodies. My sin nature, I will sin as long as I'm on this dying earth. I have a sin nature my sin nature is going to be with me until the caption of, of the church when i get my new immortal supernatural body then i will not have a sin nature anymore i will not be able to sin i will not have the desire to sin because that nature will be gone but as long as i'm here i still have it you still have it but tell the redemption the blessed hope the glorious appearing the catching away of the church Until you get that new immortal body, you will continue to sin, but you're not getting it charged against you. Okay? Now it's time for you to be saved. And the only way to be saved is believing what Jesus done on the cross, his death, burial and resurrection and really mean it. You can't come in there faking and just saying, I believe it happened. You got to really believe it and accept it and receive it and you will be saved. And then you will be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise instantly. And what else comes with that? Justification. What else comes with that? Righteousness. What else comes with that? You have been redeemed. What else comes with that? Sanctification. You you are now a new creature. You have been baptized in Christ. You become a son and you become an heir. Joint heir with Christ. Beautiful news. Get off that fence before it's too late. You're going to be a forgiven person with no sin charged against you and still go to hell when you don't have to. But you are forgiven and going to hell if you don't believe what Jesus done. God bless you. Love you. This is Joseph Brownlee. Body of Christ. Real talk. Love you. I hope you got something out of that. Have any questions. Leave a comment. Please. Leave a comment. And I mean it. I will get back in touch with you. We can talk. and We can pray together. Whatever. Leave a comment. You know. Let me know what you think about the show and you have any ideas or you have any suggestions or you just have a question or a disagreement don't be afraid leave a comment i don't bite leave a comment okay god bless you body of christ real talk love you bye bye peace out love you all